0: Well, good morning ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through friday at this time, which for me is um 640 Pacific Time, 740 Mountain Time, 840 Central Time, and 940 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us if you ever miss these calls. You can always catch them. On an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast by putting in Frank, F R A N K, Lomas, L O M A S, and Tier 90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit for anti aging. Absolutely thrilled to have you along with us. And if you want to catch us live, if you dial in to 712 775 8972, we would be delighted to have you join us. I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. And our panel does these calls in support of your TR90 efforts Monday through Friday at this time, which um, takes a lot of work and dedication. Our calls are archived back more than 13 years, and there is a wealth of information that has been included in those archives dating back that far. So I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise dating back more than four decades. And just, um, I came into the TR90 program through its immediate predecessor, the R90. And while R90 worked, TR90 worked so much better for me that I was just absolutely delighted with it. And have since become one of the panel of hosts that supports this call. So when you're first starting out, that's that one meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, do take them with your meals. Still works. Um, they say it's not as effective. I found it worked just fine for me, uh, and that's my personal experience, So it, and it's better to remember it than to forget it. So there we are. And uh, let's see, 30, uh, so that was taking those supplements beforehand. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your, your macronutrients, which are your fibers, your proteins, your carbs, your sugars, all of those, what I call big chunks. Your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and your minerals. And fiber, and fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of wholeness. The other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. And for that, guys, need 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we need 32 grams of fiber daily for that good digestive health. And if you're getting all that fiber, well, you need to get up and move. And 30 minutes of moderate to have the exercise at least five days a week is the minimum. You can definitely do more than that. And at one point, I was doing four and a half to five hours a week. So um, do keep that in mind. I don't need to do quite that much. I was actually in training to be a black belt at that point. So that was part of um, part of what I was going through. So you can do a 30-minute chunk to 15-minute chunks or through 10-minute chunks, whatever suits your lifestyle and whatever is best for you. It just all depends. And if you're doing that much exercise, then you need to be taking a look at your hydration level and making sure you're getting plenty of water. And the current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start it out at 50 ounces of water daily, but then you bump it up depending on how much you're losing due to humidity and exercise and you can, if you're working really heavily, lose up to a quart in an hour. So they do recommend stopping about every 15 minutes or so to drink a glass of water. The other thing that I, all of my research has indicated is seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep is so important. Um, I can't stress how important it is. Your body does a series of what I like to call system resets while you're sleeping. It um, stores... Brain memories, muscle memories, it uh, restores muscles and tissues, it clears out toxins, it just does a multitude of things. And it really sets your brain up for making good decisions for the next day or so. So it is really important to get that good quality sleep. With that being said, today's information is coming from a book that's called Eat to Live. It was written by Joel, J-O-E-L Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-M-D. And um, in, his, in this, we're, we just hit the section where it says deadly vitamin D levels. So it is important to know what your vitamin D levels are and to make sure you're getting adequate but not too much. So numerous studies have shown that most Americans are severely vitamin D deficient, a condition that causes osteoporosis as well as increased heart disease, cancer, and autoimmune disease. Vitamin D helps maintain healthy levels of calcium in the blood, ensuring that calcium is always available to the body's tissues. It increases calcium absorption in the small intestine. It decreases calcium excretion in urine and facilitates the release of calcium from bones. A deficiency of vitamin D can cause increased demineralization of bone, leading to weak, soft bones. Strong evidence indicates that three out of four Americans would benefit from vitamin D supplementation with respect to fracture and fall prevention and possibly other public health targets such as cardiovascular health, diabetes, and cancer. The optimal range for vitamin D seems to be between 35 and 50 NG ml. Almost 80% of Americans are below this level and approximately 50% of Americans have a vitamin D level below 20 NG slash ML, which is dangerously low. And for the past 15 years, I've been telling people, and that is um, Dr. Furman speaking there, telling people to track their blood levels of vitamin D and to take vitamin D supplements. The recommendations have recently been corroborated by the Food and Nutritional Board of the Institute of Medicine and the National Academy of Pediatrics. Medical research studies demonstrate the effectiveness of vitamin D supplements on reducing the risk of bone fractures and cancers depending on the doses significant, depending on doses significantly higher than those of the standard recommended daily allowance dose of 400 international units. Most people need to take more than a thousand international units of supplemental vitamin D to achieve adequate blood levels and to get substantial protection against osteoporosis as well as life-threatening diseases such as cancer and heart disease some may some may need to take even higher doses initially to re-establish optimal blood levels vitamin D is found naturally in very few foods and the primary sources are the sun fortified dairy products mushrooms and supplements I do not recommend Uh, consumption of dairy products and sun exposure places you at unnecessary risk for skin cancer and wrinkling and aging of your skin. Regardless of the increased risk of sun damage, adequate sunshine is simply not available to our population of indoor workers living in northern latitudes. Taking a daily supplement is your best choice for establishing and maintaining optimal levels of vitamin D. Got milk or leave it. Hmm. Dairy is the best kept is best kept to a minimum. Minimum. There are many good reasons to not consume dairy. For example, there is a strong association between dairy lactose and the skin ischemic heart disease. There is also a clear association between high growth promoting foods such as dairy products and cancer. There is a clear association between milk consumption and bladder, prostate, colorectal and testicular cancers. Dairy fat is also loaded with various toxins and is the primary source of our nation's high exposure to dioxin. Dioxin is highly toxic chemical compound, but even in that even in the U.S., Environmental Protection Agency, admits is a prominent cause of many types of cancers in those consuming dairy fat, such as butter and cheese. Cheese is also a powerful intruder or introducer uh, or inducer of acid load, which increases calcium loss further, considering that cheese and butter are the foods with the highest saturated fat content. And the major source of our dioxin exposure, cheese, is a particularly foolish choice for obtaining calcium. Cow's milk is designed to be the perfect food for the rapidly growing calf, but as mentioned above, food that promotes rapid growth promotes cancer and there is ample evidence implicating dairy consumption as a causative factor in both prostate and ovarian cancer. In April of 2000, the Physicians Health Study reported that having 2.5 servings of dairy each day boosted prostate cancer risk by more than 30%. Another controlled study conducted in Greece has shown strong association between dairy products and prostate cancer. By analyzing the data, the authors calculated that if the population of Greece were to increase its consumption of tomatoes and decrease its consumption of dairy products, prostate cancer incidence would be reduced by 41%, and an even greater reduction would be possible in America, where the dietary risk is even higher. Other studies have found that prostate cancer risk was elevated with increased consumption of low-fat milk, suggesting that the potential threat to prostate health may be correlated more to dairy protein than to dairy fat. Dairy protein boosts the amount of IGF-1 in the blood. IGF-1 is found in cow's milk and has been shown to occur in increased levels in the blood of individuals consuming dairy products on a regular basis. IGF-1 is known to stimulate the growth of both normal and cancer cells. Case controlled studies in diverse populations have shown a strong consistent association between serum IGF-1 concentrations and prostate cancer risk. One study showed that the men who had the highest levels of IGF-1 had more than four times the risk of prostate cancer compared with those who had the lowest levels. Investigating the link between the lactose, the milk sugar, and the ovarian cancer between 80, or 326 women controlled, or enrolled in the Nurses Health Study, Dr. Catherine Fairfield and her associates reported the women who consumed the highest amount of lactose, one or more servings of dairy per day, had a 44% greater risk of all types of invasive, invasive ovarian cancer than those who ate the lowest amount, three or few, fewer servings, monthly. low fat milk were the largest contributors to lactose consumption. Dairy products are just not the healthiest choice for calcium. Perhaps the strongest argument against dairy products is our diet. Lots of us are lactose intolerant. Those lactose intolerant folks who don't digest dairy well are continually barraged with information that makes them believe that they will lose their bones if they don't consume dairy products in some way. They may be better off without it. If you choose to consume dairy, minimize your intake to small amounts and remember that 90 90- the 90% rule: Eat 90% health-giving whole plant foods. Dairy may be a part of that 10%. However, it is not essential for good health and carries potential health risks. You do not need dairy products to get sufficient calcium if you eat a healthy diet. All unprocessed natural foods are calcium-rich. Even a whole orange, not orange juice, has about 60 milligrams of calcium. The government health authorities advise us to consume 1,500 milligrams of calcium daily. This is a tremendous amount of calcium. So much is recommended because of all of the factors mentioned above. Even this high level of calcium will not prevent osteoporosis. But in a population with so many factors that cause osteoporosis, the extra calcium will make the negative balance less negative and partially slow the rate of osteoporosis. However, the only way to prevent osteoporosis and have strong bones is to exercise and to stop the causes of high urinary calcium excretion. Eat to Live describes a diet that protects against osteoporosis. And calcium in 100 calories of, say, bok choy is 775. Turnip greens have 685 Collard greens have 539. Tofu has 287. Kale has 257. Romaine lettuce has 194. Milk has 189. Sesame seeds that are unhulled have 170 milligrams of calcium. Broccoli has 114 milligrams. Cucumber has 107. Carrots, 81. Cauliflower 70, soybeans 57, flax seeds 48, fish 33, eggs 32, pork chop has four and a T-bone steak has three. So as you can see, it is really important to um, get the calcium and you actually get it from your food rather than from um, other sources. With that, tomorrow we'll be jumping into unrefined carbohydrates, encourage weight loss, and what those unrefined carbohydrates might be and mean. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be showing some, sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. And with that, this is Susan Mann for December 28th, 2023, signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have. That you can um, share with us after I take us off mute, or if you're one of my silent phones, you can always send me a text to 503-502-4863, and I would let me know that you're part of the TR90 group, and I would be delighted to share whatever information I can that might be helpful. <laughs> so there we have it. Why it's important to get calcium, but getting it from the right sources is important too. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I look forward to having you back here tomorrow. And have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow.